BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. The whole drive, I'm just crying. I'm sobbing the whole way. It's almost an hour drive. No music type of drive. Mm, And so when I come home, I just want to vent to my boyfriend, you know? So I come home and I open, I go to my bedroom because he's in there. And the first thing I see is him just laying in the bed, face down, ass so high. So, you know, he's noticeable. In, Mm -hmm. In one of my pink lace songs... And uh, I, I really don't know, man. We don't, we both just sort of look at each other, and I'm still sobbing because the day was just so shit. Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Georgia, uh, what's going on with you? Uh, not a whole lot. What's your? Are you in a? You're in a car right now. I just heard a turn signal. Uh, yes, I am actually. Where are we going? Are we turning right or uh, left? No. That's what I want to know. Oh, I am actually turning left. I'm going home. Going home. Okay. What's uh, what's home? Uh, home is Oklahoma. Where are we coming from? We're coming from my boyfriend's work and McDonald's. He doesn't work at McDonald's. He works actually at a pizza place. But I also wanted to get McDonald's. So, you know. Mm, what'd you get at McDonald's? I got a cheeseburger happy meal. A cheeseburger yeah, no happy meal. I also I don't get mine yeah. with any onions or any pickles. I do get the pickles sometimes. It's it's a it's a, it really depends on my mood that day. Did you get a toy? What's the toy promo they got going on? Is it Batman? You know, I haven't checked yet because I was too excited to like rush home because I was nervous if you were going to answer before I got home or if I was still driving. But that ended up happening anyway. <laughs> By the way, your turn signal has been on the entire time we've been talking, and I'm. Are you? Did you make? I the know. Turn? I'm just now turning. I'm finally turning. Don't worry. It's about to turn off. I promise. Oh, so okay. Sorry. I. You know, for a second, for a second, I thought you were just like taking a really long right turn. Oh, wait, you said you were turning left. I thought you were taking a really long left turn, and then I and then it came to me. I was like, oh, I'm dumb. She's in the left lane waiting to turn yeah sorry about that by the way but if you're uh, if you're in the left lane do you really and do you really need a turn signal because everyone behind you is also turning left so they and like just be being in the lane that itself signifies that you are turning left so do you need to add a turn signal on top of it i have actually had arguments with people well i wouldn't say arguments just uh 
heavy discussions over this. In my opinion, I think that the turn signal is there for a reason. You should just use it. Just use it. Just in case. You never know. I mean, granted, the point is true. But, like, I don't know. I've seen people do some fuck shit on the road, and you can't trust their turn signals or not, and they do some weird stuff. So it's just like, hey, just, just follow the general guidelines, and we're all cool. Georgia, it says here you one day came home from work crying, and then you, when you got home, you found your boyfriend face down, ass up, wearing one of your pink thongs, and then that and that yeah, made I, you feel worse. What? Tell me that story. So I used to work uh, at a. I mean, it doesn't really matter where I used to work, but. I was having a terrible, terrible day at work. I used to cut men's hair, and just at the place they wanted us, they wanted us to like cut so many people, and the men there were so rude. It was a barbershop type place, and it was just terrible. So I'm coming home, the whole drive, I'm just crying. I'm sobbing the whole way. And it's almost an hour drive. No music type of drive. That's It was terrible. Mm, only and so thoughts. when I come home, I just want to vent to my boyfriend, you know, because mm-hmm. shit, hey, that's what you do. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so I come home and I open, I go to my bedroom because he's in there, and the first thing I see is him just laying in the bed, face down, ass so high, so you know he's noticeable, in, mm-hmm. in one of my pink lace songs, and uh, I I really don't know, man, we, don't, we both just sort of look at each other, and I'm still sobbing. Because the day was just so shit. And he's sort of just laying there awkwardly. And for, it, I swear to God, it, it felt like it was an hour. It was probably just 30 seconds. But eventually he, you know, sits up and he's like, um, I wanted to like make you laugh, I guess, when you came home. And I just kept crying. And it was just really, really fucking awkward. He then was like consoling me in his in the song still his balls were hanging out and everything and I was just crying he was comforting me it was a it was a whole thing Oh, hmm. uh, you know that's actually nice uh, so uh, when I first read this I thought it was I, 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 I didn't realize that he intentionally wanted to be walked in on in this position I, I thought he was doing something discreet and you encountered upon him in the act Nope. He uh, he likes to be seen doing these things for for shits and giggles. I guess he's. I don't even know where he got the idea from. He. I don't know. I gen- I honestly just don't know. And did you eventually find yourself amused by this once you calmed down, or or I mean, you you, you said you said it made it it made it worse. Yeah, because, you know, I was already having a bad day and I just wanted to talk to him about it. And just something about knowing that, like, his, because, I mean, he's a man, you know, and sometimes men are, like, nasty and sweaty and shit. And, like, he was in my thong. And I don't know, something about his balls just being up in my thong. Just, it, it was just a weird, I was already having a bad day, so I see bad situations. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it honestly, after I had calmed down, though, we both laughed so fucking hard about it we were talking about it last night actually i told him that uh i was probably gonna potentially talk to you and tell you about this and he was like that's great he says it's the most embarrassing thing he ever had to deal with 
I like that your boyfriend intentionally puts himself in embarrassing situations. I think that there is a strong power in that. No, honestly, it's it's one of the he makes my life really amazing with that. I'm never bored with him ever. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I that's so great to hear because I think a lot of people think like, oh, if I'm doing this way or whatever, women won't like that, but here you are. This guy is in your thong, ass up, and you, you're, you're, you enjoy that as a part of uh, uh, his whimsy. Oh yeah, it's it's amazing. Truthfully, while in the moment, yeah, it was kind of shitty. It's 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 fucking hilarious to look back up for sure. Um, how long have you guys been dating for? About three years now. Three years. Wow. Is he with you right now? Oh, no, he's... Yeah. Okay, well, uh, let me know. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering what he... He's probably, like, setting something up right now, like he's wearing one of your bras or he's put one of your tampons in and you'll walk in through the door and he'll be spread eagle. <laughs> that would be amazing. You know, I, I hope so. And I'll update you. I'll for sure update you on that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Let us know. Thank you very much for calling, Georgia. Absolutely, thank you. Jacob? Yeah, this is Jacob. Uh, Jacob, it says here that you're having anxiety about whether or not you are an asshole. Yeah. I actually started thinking about it a few weeks ago. I had a few drinks with some friends at a concert, and... uh, I made some, I guess, assholeish jokes out loud, and uh, it seemed like a few people heard. And I said out loud, "Am I a dick?" And my friends started laughing, and I, I believe they think that I'm a dick. All right, so you make a joke, uh, then you second guess the joke. Wonder if you're an asshole, and then your friends laugh along, and that makes you think that you're an asshole. Um, that that's not. I mean, that's when I started thinking about it. But now I. Um, okay, so this like is a. I'm sorry. Can you continue? I just feel like I'm microanalyzing my actions day to day. And mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't take much microanalyzing, but I feel like I am a dick. Why do you feel like you're a dick? Well, I'm a delivery guy for a delivery company in the not so nice part of town here. And, yep. um,. I don't have very good customer service skills I've come to find, or at least not now. Um, but my road rage has gone up. If someone gives me attitude, I just don't, I don't care. I just go off or I'll give them the finger. And all right. So, so you feel like you, as you have gotten older, have become more prone to anger. 
Maybe anger. Yeah, bitterness, frustration. Okay. I'd like. All right. I deal with so, barking dogs like all day long. Yeah. So you're getting agitated. So you have a lot like of stimulus and variables coming in. And you feel like all this stimulus and variables um, are like going through you. And then coming out of you in the form of assholish behavior as defined by you. Yeah, that's not a bad way to put it, Gek. Okay. So, um... Do you... Let me ask you something. Do you care about whether or not you're an asshole? Do you desire not to be an asshole? Well, yeah. Well... Yeah, so this went hand-in-hand hand with some other thoughts that I've been having and just about why we're here and why this is all well, happening. Well, okay, well, I, I, let's, let's, let's focus. I want to focus on one thing, because if we get on other yeah, thoughts, yeah, then we'll, 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 yeah, 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 we'll yeah, for sure. go crazy. We'll never, you know. So, okay, all right. But why? Let me ask you. Have, let me ask you. Okay. What, what makes someone do you, do you desire to be actively good or you just desire not to be actively bad no i want to i want to be i want to be actively not bad if we have to all be in this world together and yeah I that's not what i'm asking people. though like do you want do you want to be actively good or do you just like want to cease this behavior that you say is is being an asshole no, I want to be good. Okay, let's. I want to. I want to with you right now. I want to define what does it mean to be an asshole. Like, do we even know, or are we just like, or are we just saying that? Like, we don't okay. even know what we don't even know what that means. Being an asshole. We're just, this is, this is, okay, so. this is just words. What does that? What does that actually mean okay. to be an asshole? <clears throat> sure. So, I guess an asshole is someone who affect the way a person is feeling and not care. Okay. An asshole, in your definition, is somebody who negatively affects the way another person is feeling and doesn't care. Well... Yeah. Uh, when is the last time you feel as though you negatively affected another person? Well, today, but perhaps they negatively affected me first. Uh, Jacob, Jacob, when is the last time you feel like you negatively affected another person? Today. Today. What happened today? Um, I yelled at a lady at work. Okay. You yelled at a lady at work. Yeah. Uh, do you feel bad about that? Not so much, but there's okay. a reason. Okay. Um, all right. So you yelled at a lady at work, and you don't feel bad about it, and um, you feel like you negatively affected that lady. Hmm. What was? What's the reason? Her dog bit my hand. 
her dog bit your hand. So you yelled at her. Yeah. I tried to hand her the package, and her dog jumped up and bit my hand. Hmm. Okay. What would you if, like to if, have done in that situation? If, if I had set the scene, this this place is what, crazy. Uh, uh, Jacob, 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 Jacob. What would you like to have Here done in that situation? Um, I guess gotten in my car or my truck and left. But um, it's just hard to compose myself in those situations. Why is it hard to compose yourself in these situations? Because getting bit by someone's dog hurts, and they could have stopped the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'm going to tell you, this is some like, uh, I've been reading a little bit about this. Look, look at me, I've been reading. Um, you know, uh, you know, you know, stoic philosophy? You ever heard about that Not shit? Familiar. Not familiar. Um, basically like trying to have I'm not I'm not coming at this as a master of it I'm just coming at this again as a thought exploration alongside you you know accepting things that we can't control right this dog mm-hmm. bit you this dog bit you you cannot control other people you can't control mm-hmm. if somebody cuts you off in traffic you said you have road rage can't control if a lady's dog bites you, but you can control how you act. And you desire, it seems, it seems like you desire this, because if you didn't desire this, you wouldn't be calling me, we wouldn't be talking about this. So, you do. You Your actions are showing me. You desire to be cooler and calmer in these situations. Okay. So... You can't control if the lady's dog bites you. You can't control if the guy's car hits you or cuts you off or whatever. But you can control how you act towards it. So, if a lady's dog bites you, you have an opportunity. You you, you look at it not as a bad thing. You look at it as an opportunity. You're going to retrain your brain here to go, Oh, a bad thing happened to me that was under no circumstances my control. Here is now an opportunity for me to work toward this thing I want by choosing not to care. By choosing not to yell at the lady. Choosing not to get upset. Because it's the most logical choice. Right? Because the dog bit you. That, that, that already happened. So, why would you not take that as an opportunity? It's, like, logical. This isn't, like, this isn't feel-good, wholesome bullshit. This is, like, logically, it is of your best interest to see it as an opportunity to work toward what you want, which is a greater control over your emotions. So take this bad thing that happened, decide to use it as an opportunity to not get upset. And dude, fucking, you don't have to become a monk overnight, but like next time, 
like like some homework here. Like next time that happens, regain like be conscious. You know, because 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 you're you're gonna you're gonna slip into your unconscious habit of getting pissed. Next time this happens, choose not to be upset about it. Choose to just get back into your car and see how that feels. Because once you've been able to consciously choose how you feel about a situation once, you then learn, oh, shit, this is within my power. This is of my control. And maybe that'll make you feel empowered to keep acting in that direction. What do you think about all of that? I like that. Good advice. Okay. It's, it's easy to um, get caught up in the moment, especially because I'm listening to you in my right ear all day long while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, sometimes uh, it just seems to happen so fast. People are fucking crazy. They're down to steal packages, they're down to get my fucking truck. Like, they need to know that I'm not putting up with that shit. Why? Like, Why do they like... need? Why does anyone need to know anything, James? Because I James, go could there you imagine, every... James? It's just that, James. This is like you're telling. You're all, we're on the phone. You're telling me, like the thesis of the reason why you call. I don't know. Maybe you called in just to tell me these stories, like just for fun, which is fine. I guess that's the whole point of this. But like, it sounded to me like you you have a d- desire to like change your behavior. I don't know if you actually do. It's fine. By the way, by the way, it's fuck it's fucking fine if you don't. Like you don't have to. So you can you can continue you know doing whatever it is you're doing. I no, no one gives a shit, but I you know if you do. I don't know if you do. You might not, but like do do you? Do you do you want to be a little bit calmer? Oh yeah, for sure. I, okay. I feel then like I next time, next time, like next time, form. next time, something like that happens, just like <laughs> make the decision to take the path of least resistance and be calm about it. Yeah. Just make that conscious decision, <laughs> and if you do that know, enough, it'll become a habit. So much if I could smoke weed at, at work. James, good luck to you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Love you again. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by funlove.com. Oh yeah, that's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online option for therapy with video, voice, and texting chat options with a licensed therapist that can be done completely at your own pace and on your own schedule. You don't need to leave your house. You don't need to sit in traffic. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with one of several therapists on the platform. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge until you find one that works for you, and you can communicate with your therapist as often as you want and whenever you feel it's needed. It's never a bad idea to find someone qualified to talk to about your issues and get some guidance on them. Learn to make time for what makes you happy by visiting BetterHelp.com Gecko today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash gecko. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Liquid Death. What is Liquid Death? It might look like a beer or some kind of crazy energy drink, but it's not. Liquid Death is a healthy beverage brand that makes mountain spring water, low-sugar sodas, and low-sugar iced teas. I've been trying to cut down on my sugar this year, and Liquid Death sodas and teas have been super helpful as they are sweetened instead by agave. Liquid Death is bringing death to single-use plastic bottles with their infinitely recyclable cans. Liquid Death also donates a portion of profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. You can get free shipping of Liquid Death's Mountain Water, Flavored Spring Water, and Iced Tea 8-Packs with Amazon Prime, or grab a can or a case at your local 7-Eleven, Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, or on Instacart. Go to liquiddeath.com gecko to check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer. That's liquiddeath.com gecko. Liquiddeath.com gecko. Hi, Will. Damn, dude. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I honestly wasn't sure if I was going to actually connect with you. Well, here we are. We've connected, whatever that means. How are you doing, Will? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good, Well, Oh, uh, yeah. That fucking, uh, what's up? What's happening? What's cracking? Uh, not much. I, can, I, can I read what it says here? It says here that uh, you were homeless, sleeping in a dumpster two years ago. But you have behind brought your life. Oh, oh, it's behind a dumpster. <laughs> that's a little yeah. bit. Ni- I, I mean, that's I mean, that's, uh, that's a little bit nicer than in the dumpster. <laughs> yeah, say. yeah, yeah. So you know, um, uh, I was probably I don't know, like eighteen at that point, and I'm like twenty-one now, for reference. Um. Didn't necessarily have, like, a super troubled childhood or anything, but, uh, you know, got into drugs when I was, like, 14 or 15, you know. Started playing the drums in a punk band and got my nose pierced and all that jazz, and I was like, hell yeah, let's, you know, do a bunch of coke and speed and stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, obviously, got me into some trouble. So, uh, got kicked out of my parents' house and got kicked out of school. Wound up in the city nearby, Calgary. And, uh, yeah. It wasn't like I was sleeping behind a dumpster regularly, but I was couch hopping, and whenever I couldn't find a place, I'd hop on down to 7th Avenue. You said you'd to 7th Avenue. So <laughs> you, had a, you, you had a dumpster in particular that 
was your moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it was the spot. How did you find that spot and declare it as your spot? Did you, like, sort of go looking around, or did you happen upon it? What What's the story of how you found your spot? Honestly, it was just, like, I, I used to just trek around with uh, a couple pairs of clothes and, uh, and a blanket in my backpack, and uh, this spot was not too far from one of the train stations downtown, so I was buying A&W Burger Chain. Um, so, you know, I used to hang around at that Burger Chain with some of the other hobos, and uh, yeah, no, I just, you know, it's just right behind the A&W, pretty pretty secure there is mm-hmm. like some kind of generator or heater or some shit nearby so it was actually pretty warm in the winter mm. and so uh, didn't smell your... too bad for being a burger chain oh yeah uh, the yeah, AW. Nice. yeah 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 oh uh, no yeah it like good beef, a... at least. yeah yeah no AW is a good one right, so i wanted to ask you said you were hanging out with uh other hobos you said did you make friends during this time period with other people that were staying around the A&W? I mean, like, not good ones. Um, but I feel like anybody in that, that situation recognizes that to a certain degree, you got to stick together, you know? Um, there were a lot of people that I didn't necessarily agree with that I found myself around because the numbers kind of provided security or also like knowing some of these scumbags and knowing that some of the other scumbags who would potentially give me trouble knew them, you know, that's a sense of security in in, in and of itself. I didn't really ask too many questions when we were with, when you were with other people. So that was the main thing, honestly, like I can't think of too many people I was hanging out with downtown that I would want to hang out with now. But, um, yeah, no, definitely. I made some friends. It was just kind of making do with what I had at the time, though, too, you know. So what are the main thoughts going through your mind as you are, what, did you have a sleeping bag or anything? No, no, I had a I had a blanket that I stole from a friend's house. So when you're falling <laughs> asleep behind the dumpster, you got your blanket you stole from your friend. What, as, as you lay down at night, and go to sleep. What are the thoughts going through your head? Uh, nine times out of ten, it was, holy fuck, I'm hungry. Um, a lot of the time, it wasn't a lot of sleeping being done. It was just sitting there listening to, you know, trains go by, cars go by, sirens. Uh, listening to all the bullshit that a, a big city has to bring. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just kind of thinking about what I could do next to, to make sure the next night I wouldn't be in the same position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much and it. Eventually, and eventually, as you say, uh, you got out of that position, you say. What was the process for you of uh, getting yourself out of there and into a more stable place? Oh, I mean... It, it was a lot of help for sure. You know, like there's, there's a community center in my city um, and uh, they helped a lot for sure. Um, a lot of volunteers there that literally would just hang around. Like they'd cook food for vagrants like me and just hang around and listen to whatever we had to say or whatever. And 
Yeah, yeah, the uh, the Alex. Anybody from there is listening? Shout out, what's up? But uh, yeah, no. So a lot of help. You know, I had a couple of good friends from from school and whatnot that have my back, and you know, my brother and my mom and my dad, obviously. Um, but at the same time, same same thing that I was telling the uh, the screener. Um, it's not like. Like, you know, I had a conversation with my brother a couple of years after the matter. And the big thing that I took away from it, he, he, he told me, you know, you can't jump away, uh, jump in front of a runaway train. You know, like he was there to support me. He, you know, he made it very clear he loved me. But whatever decisions I was going to make were mine to make. And, you know, he, yeah, that's pretty much all there is to say about that. Like, um, I had to... Yeah change my perspective it was up to nobody else you know like it was it was my own thing so you can't a jump bit in of front of a runaway a, train i like that uh that phrase yeah yeah man i like that one too and it's true you know like you can't uh whatever reckless decision somebody's gonna make they're gonna make for themselves and you can't stop that all you can do is provide your own perspective and that's exactly what my brother did and the rest mm-hmm. of my family and, you know, my good friends. But uh, I'm glad none of them took that upon themselves to change the way that I was thinking or what I was doing or anything. Because, you know, that's, that's some juju nobody needs. Um, so nobody what yourself. is your life like now? Well, um, about uh like eight months ago nine months ago or whatever uh i moved from the prairies of canada just a little ways east of uh east of calgary um out to the mountains uh into a ski town to uh chase a chase a dream i had since i was like 15 or whatever uh i moved out to whistler to work at a mountain bike park and uh i decided to stay for winter i'm working at a at a ski rental shop now pretty sick can't lie you know i get to go skiing on my lunch break uh, i'm looking out out my out my, uh, out my back door right now at beautiful mount Sproat. it's nice um money's not great uh, but yeah honestly i don't think i i'd change anything for the world honestly even my oh. past experiences all that homelessness and druggy bullshit and whatnot i think a lot of that gave me the perspective i have now uh mm. That perspective gives me the ability to really enjoy where I am now. Mm. So, mm. yeah, yeah, man, that's cool. I like, uh, I like whenever uh, you know I hear people like you know have gone through something, uh, something tough, but they like get something out of it that they can use in their sort of current life. Um, ah, that's awesome. A ski rental, but do you go skiing yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Every day that I can. Beautiful. Uh, Will, yeah. is there anything else that you want to say to the to the people? Thank you for sharing this story. I I, uh, I, I I always enjoy hearing a nice comeback tale. Well, yeah, honestly, one big thing I want to say is, first of all, my God, you guys have such a pleasant show on your hands. Even the screener was just like such a such a nice dude. Yeah, just overall vibe, pleasant. Um, and then beyond that, fuck, don't give up on yourselves, people, you know? Do what you can to make it work, and eventually it will. Beautiful. Thank you for calling, Will. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate what you're doing here. Hmm. 
This is the wrong thing to have gotten out of that, but I'm, I'm kind of craving A&W now. Rick Fallon? Oh, hello. Hey, Rick Fallon. What's uh, what, what do we got going on in the background? Are you watching a soap opera of some kind? Yeah, it's Days of Our Lives. Oh. Is it actually? No. Did I, did it, I, oh. it's, it's The Simpsons. I, I thank you for yes-ending me, by the way. It's, um, it's nice. I, I always, I always uh, appreciate that. I always appreciate... It's really hard. Rick Fallon, it's so hard to have a conversation where you feel like you're being listened to and the other person is taking feedback from what you said and using it to inform what they then say and then you back take what they said that was informed by what you said and then using that to inform what you say. And I mean, that's ideally how a conversation goes. Would you not agree? Wow. Um, yeah. Isn't And that's the whole point of the show i think right no the point of this show is being a gecko and talking to people on the phone oh you are a gecko i paused the simpsons thank you it wasn't that that great of an episode what's going on rick fallon is there anything in particular that you wanted to talk about it's fine if not if you seem like a guy we could just kind of you know hang out (laughs) together on the phone yeah, you know, I'm I'm down for anything. I mean, I told the call screener guy, I uh, I don't know. I guess I've just been feeling a little weird lately. Um, I turned 30 over the summer, and it's pretty strange because it's like, you know, I think maybe I'll live till I'm like 90, and then after that. Uh, I don't know how much, you know, you can really consider that living. So that's like a third of my life. It's pretty strange. Yeah. I, uh, well, why are you so sure that you're going to live to 90? I feel like I feel like most people are getting to 80 these days. Really? Oh, uh, I don't know. My great grandma lived till she was nine, uh, 100. Oh, OK. Uh, all right. So you have good genes. You'll. Uh, all right. You know, we could we could say. We could say 90, but then you're right. You did make a good point. 80 to 90, or even if you live to 100, 90 to 100. It's like, what are you really even doing at that point? It's, I feel like it's generally like 30 years is like about a third of your life, maybe, you know? I, yeah, you know, you're a third just, or less. It's just strange to think about that, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, oh, uh, it's, uh, and, you know, and I, so that kind of, you know, I, I was dissatisfied with my job, so I quit that. Uh, oh, nice! And uh, then I decided to go camping. So you you're sort of coming to terms with the fact that a third or more of your life is is over. And uh, yeah. if we're looking back, let's look back at that thirty years. Now we don't we don't have to go into every every single Sunday of it, but what at a glance, what are we uh, what are we looking at here? Um. Hmm. My life's been kind of weird and uh, kind of sad, but uh, I've done a lot of fun stuff and crazy stuff. So um, I feel like I've always had friends and stuff, but I never went to uh, college and got a degree. I wanted to be a musician uh, and I was in some cool bands, but uh, I never really... I guess put enough effort into it, and then I became 
a carpenter and I did a lot of really nice woodwork, like working for very wealthy people. Uh, and uh, that was cool. But then I tried to go to school. And as soon as I went to school, uh, COVID happened and uh, kind of shut down the campus. So it's been a pretty wild, pretty, pretty strange. Uh, like I've been like I've been, you know, it's, it's, I've been trying a lot of different things, I guess. Mm. So you you said kind of uh, did you say fun, kind of fun, kind of sad? That was the two immediate words you used yeah. to describe your life thus far. Which, by the way, uh, you know, that's pretty that's pretty good if we're talking about trying to live a colorful life. You know, yeah, no, reveling in the reveling in the highs and the lows. Sure, yeah. Like what's both. been? Uh, I mean, uh, what, what, what's been the mo- the most, I guess, fun time period of these thirty years? And what were you doing in that in that particularly fun time period? Oh, probably uh, from like the ages of like maybe twenty to twenty four, like you know, early twenties. I'd guess early twenties were pretty cool. I just played a lot of shows in my band, drank a lot, smoked a lot of weed, did a lot of psychedelics and uh didn't really care what was uh what was going to happen. Hmm. That was cool. Okay. And so then uh all right, let's do 24 to 30. What's going on 24 to 30? The sort of mid-late 20s. Um I don't know. I just uh I I kind of just worked and didn't really didn't really think much of it i became like a carpenter because i thought like i'd be like flipping houses or something like i thought it'd be cool like i wouldn't have to have a real job like i just like go in and like flip houses and uh i wouldn't have a boss and i'd make like a lot of money or something but uh Is that- i guess you need a lot of money to start doing that Right. Did I mean did it work out kind of like that or did it work out not like that even slightly? No, On a scale from like work to work, what, what how would you how would you where would you put it? Uh works worse to work? Uh, on a, on a scale of it works like that too. It didn't work like that at all. How how much did it work? Oh, like well, no, it didn't work like that at all. Then I tried to okay. go to school to be a engineer. Yeah. But um and then COVID happened, and then it was kind of weird. I was forced to go back doing this sort of carpentry stuff, and then I've been, like, freelancing and just sort of living at my mom's house and writing some music, and, uh, yeah, not, not really sure. It's it's very strange. Like, nothing... I've been down 20 different paths, but nothing... It's all just been one intertwined experience, yeah. and I'm like, I'm kind of okay with it. So you had this realization lately. Uh, you just turned thirty. You're, you're like, all right, this is a solid third over. Um, we, we're, we've we've t- looked back at the third. We've had some pretty damn good times. We've had some sad times, but we we kind of feel like we're accepting it all as part of the uh, human experience. Now, what's? Oh yeah. Let's let's get a. All right, now we're in the present. What's uh, what's going on? What's going on in the present? What's going on today, this week? 
Yeah, I'm just um, thinking about. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't really like think about much. I just kind of. Uh, I just kind of go to the gym, and um, I'm just. I'm. I kind of stopped caring what's going to happen, and I just kind of like exist with what's going on around me. I just kind of um, stopped trying to be something. Uh, I got really into this guy. His name is Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, like that's who I thought you were going to say. Yeah, the power of now. Yes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I've been kind of like that. But, you know, I, I still have to figure out like how to make money and stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Uh, let's see. Early, early part of your life, you're making all these plans, trying to do all these things, thinking about the future, and uh, contemporarily, you're trying to live more in the present. I'm trying to do that too. I'm always trying to see if I can do both. It's really hard to do both, but I, 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 I like to fucking believe that you can both live in the present yeah. and plan for the future. Um. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird. It's a really tough balance. Um, so you're trying to live more in the present. What's 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 what about the future? Or are we think? Do we? You know, I know you say you're trying to live in the in the present, which is a good thing to do. I feel like it's pretty easy to neglect that, considering it's all we ever really have. But when you're looking uh-huh. toward the future and you're thinking about the next, I I don't even want to say five or ten years. Like just you know. The vague future. What are we? What are we looking at here? Um. Well, you know, I'm gonna figure out what I'm doing based on like what I feel like doing. Cause you know, sometimes I've had a job because I've had anxiety because I don't have a job. But now I'm yeah. like, I'm just gonna try to utilize my skills and figure out something that doesn't really suck to do, I guess. Yeah. If you really want to know, like, I mean, my real dream would be to have like a homestead sort of thing, like a small farm, not Mm -hmm. maybe not completely off grid, but you know, off grid enough. I'm very good at building things since I've built houses. uh, And um, I'm not, I've never farmed but I could probably farm and I like animals and I, you know, I, I think I could do that, but I don't have like money to do it. So that's just, you know, how do I make money? I guess mm-hmm. that's what I have mm-hmm. to figure out. All right. Well, I like, I like that you've got this like focus on you're, you're kind of, you're kind of doing what, what, what we're talking about with, uh, trying to pair a desire to live in the present with, uh, at least a vague, desire for something in the future so that you can vaguely walk sure. toward that direction. I like that. Yeah, everything's vague. How, how do you feel about everything being vague? Um, I feel vague. What does vaguely feel like? Um, I feel like uh, it's just strange watching... Like ever, like just existing is so strange. I feel so vague. Like I don't feel good or bad about it. And dying is weird. I don't really care what happens after you die. 
um, I'm pretty spiritual, but just the idea that you're going to have to experience infinity, that's pretty strange. You're going to have to experience infinity. Art, do you believe, why would we have to, no, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious, I'm not, uh, but like, why, why would we have to experience infinity if we'll be dead? We wouldn't even, we wouldn't experience anything. Well, I guess, you know, if you just, if there's no experience after you die, I believe that there is some experience after physical life, you know, whether that's not really dying and go to heaven, but, you know, there's some sort of, uh, you return to some sort of source of something, maybe, or maybe you just don't. So, the final thing I'll ask you. Yeah. Despite what you believe, because you're bringing up all these options, maybe you do, maybe you don't, maybe this, maybe that, you're kind of accepting that you don't really know. If you could choose, if it were up to you, if you could play God for a moment, what, what, of, what of these different sort of maybes would you choose to be the... The correct one. Oh man, I don't know. Not really like have consciousness like you do now, but almost just like um, I don't know, because that's sort of weird. Because sort of asking like, what what do you want to happen when you die? And I'm just like, I don't really. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't really. Uh, I think I'd rather just. Ex- if if it had if I had to actually experience something, I just hope it wouldn't be too um, unlike unpleasant. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Good night, Rick. Good night, Lyle. Rick had a Rick had a good point about living in infinity. That always used to scare me when I was a kid. The idea of living forever. Living forever scares me way more than dying if we just are constantly reincarnated into something although I don't know maybe that's beautiful maybe it's cool you get to be a butterfly you get to be an ant you get to be a plant just forever your stuff at least you're not alone right like if I'm here forever and my spirit is here forever then everyone else is here forever and you know my mom's spirit when she dies becomes something else so she's still there you know my dad's spirit when he dies is still there my um the guy who works at the 7-eleven where I buy gummy worms from he's he's still there somewhere you know so we're all kinda chillin forever sit tight it's a long road ahead hey folks this episode is sponsored by factor meals i'm actually a huge fan of factor and it's been a large part of my weight loss journey this year i've been using them before they sponsored the podcast and their service is great i hate cooking so much and factor makes it very easy to eat healthy 
delicious food that I can whip up in the microwave or the air fryer. I'm a big fan of factor classics such as the shredded chicken taco bowl, the Indian butter chicken, and who could forget the creamy tomato pork chop. I've been trying to count calories and lose weight and all that stuff, and Factor makes it very easy because the calorie counts and the macros are listed right on the box. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com slash gecko50 and use the code gecko50 to get 50% off. That's code gecko50 at factormeals.com slash gecko50 for 50% off. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hello? Yeah. How's, uh, how's everything going in uh, various... various... Uh, sections of your life uh, so far it's uh it's looking up um yeah uh, today is actually my birthday so i managed oh, really? to call in i yeah i just started to watch right, is, is uh is your birthday important to you is it like is it uh, a big event or is it like a eh? not really i uh, over the years uh i had a kind of a big event uh, around my birthday uh, a few years ago. I, I live in a town where drugs are kind of uh, pretty bad, but it uh, got my mom and her uh, ex-husband. But I was able to pull my mom out, um, but I don't really care for birthdays too much or, like, I don't know. No cake? But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to call in, say hi. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, started smoking a little bit ago before I started watching the stream, so probably wasn't the best idea. <laughs> I was about to say. I was about to say. Are you are you bringing that up as a form of like justification of your current behavior on this call? Oh yeah, I'm a little bit spacey. It's fine. Yeah. Oh. Um, but, uh, why do you why do you feel like your behavior needs some form of justification? Oh, it's I don't know. It's uh, something that I've done. I I constantly say sorry all the time, and yeah. What uh, why, do you, why do you think you do that? I'm not for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I probably developed around some time after high school where I graduated. Oh, so this is a uh, thing that went on sort of sort of late in your life. How old are you now? Uh, 
But I am 22. 22. You're 22. Okay, and uh, so, okay, so for the last four years, you've been apologizing a lot. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, after I kind of, like, uh, moved out of my my parents' house uh, right before I graduated, uh, yeah, I, I never really felt like, uh, really had, like, a place, I don't know, to, I don't know. I always felt like a, in a way, or like a burden. But why I'm, I'm uh, are you are you trying to work better. on that? Are you trying to apologize less? Yeah, yeah. It's one of those force of habit things now for four years, like you said. Hmm. But it wasn't for sure if there was any sort of like uh, topic of. Oh, uh, so you're, are you still? Are you still? Are you still? You all right? What's happening right now? You're you're. I I can tell you feel like you're doing this wrong somehow. Is that? Am I projecting that on you, or is that? That's what it, it sounds like. Um. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I wasn't for sure. I was just watching the stream uh, just recently, and I wasn't for sure if there's any topic of choice. Uh, what do you? What if you were doing? What do you? This is like how? What would you doing this? Uh, correctly look even look like I don't know uh, to be honest I kind of wanted to come on to get some sort of like uh, I, I guess false guidance if you will because it's it's really comes in myself but uh, any sort of like weigh in on the situation I'm dealing with uh, oh it's uh what's yeah what's uh what's what's the situation what's going on yeah um, so I I'm decently skilled with computers in like a networking or uh, like a cybersecurity kind of way, but the area where I live, it's Midwest and it's farming and random. I live in a city where there's nothing here, but I need to move. But everyone in my family that I like talk to, which I stopped talking to all my family, uh, except for the few people, they all want me to stay. So I'm in an impasse, Gek, and... I don't really know what to do. I want to move and start college, but, you know, it's a, it's a cliche, like a small town kind of thing. All right, so you want to move and start, why, why, why can't you move and start college? Um, well, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, it's just, well, I guess it's going to be at least... Okay, enough to say fear. Yeah, the fear of it. Fear. I was going to say you seem, and again, I'm I'm just a guy on the phone. I'm just a gecko guy. I'm not a psycho. I'm not anything. I'm just a guy. But but listen, you seem scared, and I don't know. I don't know how to take this fear out of you. But it, but we we both know it's there, like a general fear or anxiety or whatever. And I I don't I don't know. I don't have the skills to take this fear out of you. I cannot. I, I cannot do that for you. Um, but we know yeah, it's no, there. I, we know it's there. Yeah. We know there's a fear, and, I, and I'm thinking. I'm sitting here. I'm talking to you, and I and I know, and my because I I don't feel fearful at all right now. Like you're afraid of like even just how you're being on this phone call, and I know from my perspective that you have nothing to be afraid of, but I can't, I can't input that data from my end into your central nervous system and, right. and cause you to not be afraid. So I don't so I don't know, but I do know that your fear is is 
or maybe I don't know this, but I, I, work work with me here as I come up with this gotcha. uh, with this with this thing. I, I do know that your fear, at the very least, on this call is 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 unfounded. It's not helpful or backed up by by anything sort of legitimate. So maybe maybe that could mean that your fear about other things is uh is on a a sandy foundation but I, but again that's all it's all information it doesn't it, it won't compute with your central right. nervous system yeah I know. you can't yeah. you can't tell your you can't use logic to become unfearful or unnervous i've tried it myself a lot yeah, and, and it never works it's been my problem because I have a very analytical mind and I like to I, I break things down a lot uh, and try mm-hmm. to think of them logically but mm-hmm. yeah a, okay so you're a very analytical that. guy you break things down yeah. logically how have you attempted to logic yourself out of fear and has that worked uh, like uh, so I have bipolar so it, it it's I hit swings of like where I feel, you know, good, and I have those positive, uh, you know, like uh, thinking processes. Because the the only way you can change, like the way you can actually, uh, I don't know, necessarily like feel better, like succeed, quote unquote, is if you can, you know, uh, put your yourself in the right mindset or set healthy mind habits or like the, the way of thinking that is positive. Uh, I'll get in good swings of that, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Do great, and then just kind of like a, a cycle, sell and repeat. I've been trying to find the 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 point, you know. What's your name? Uh, Michael. Michael, have you or have Mike. you spoken to a real have you spoken to a real therapist about your issues? Oh yeah, yeah. And For what do they, what do they tell here. you to do? Um, I've underwent EMDR, which is like a kind of like a which it was psychotherapy and stuff. But, um, yeah, I just have, like, a lot of past traumas that was, they were, uh, trying to unload and, like, uh, put away in the filing cabinet, if you will, so. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think you should move. I, 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 that's, that'll, if, if, if you, if you did come here for me to weigh in on anything, and I, and I, and I, I, I try to fucking, I guess I try to weigh in as little as I can, but I think you should move. Right. Um, because... I shouldn't ask that. Of course. What? Uh, no, no. I don't think you should or shouldn't. I, I, but I hope I'm not being a dick to you. I, th- I, 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 I. It sounds like I'm being a dick. I'm not trying to be a dick. No. Um. I'm saying all these things. I'm, I'm, I'm actually just saying all these things. I'm like thinking. I, I, I feel like the majority of my talking has uh, been me just sort of thinking aloud uh, to myself. Yeah. Which, no, which maybe is. Which what, maybe is really being a dick. No, I understand. The point is, I'm a big fat green dick. But I think. What'd you say your name was again? Uh, Michael. Michael, I think. Look, at the end of the day, you're 22. Um, where where are we moving to? Where where are we moving out of? Uh, I what I really want is like a, a bigger city. Just big you know, city. Uh, big city. Where 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 are we right now? Where are we right now? Right now, we're in fucking central Indiana. We're in Central Indiana. We want to move to a big city. Uh, what, 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 what big city? Give me some big cities. Where are we, where are we thinking? Are we, are we going to New York? Are we going to Philly? Are we going to L.A.? Where are we going? 
be honest, I was, I was thinking probably Seattle, and like it, it kind of sounds Seattle? ridiculous. Like, it was like why does it sound ridiculous? Why is that your gut? Uh, that's that's what I want to know. And I'm not a real therapist, so I, I'm trying to be careful here. But why? Why does yeah, that? Why is it? Why is it ridiculous? Why is it off the bat ridiculous? Uh, well, here at least, you know, uh, a lot of people um, from where I live, at least, they it's always a safety net kind of thing. They always want to, you know. Um, I don't, they don't want to go very far to do big things. Mike, fuck those people. Okay, I within you, within you. I know, I know you have you. You've got your stuff. I know you've got your fear, but within you, deep inside, and I, I, I could sense this from you from talking to you. Within you, th- though you may have your obstacles of fear, you have this little burning light that that desires to. Uh, uh, do things in spite of those obstacles. I hear that within you, Mike. You want to move, or else you wouldn't. You, or else you wouldn't have called me. You wouldn't have brought it up. You wouldn't. It would. The thought wouldn't have even come to the surface of your mind. You want to live a more rich life. You want new experiences. But all these fucking people in, in your Indiana town have this way of thinking that's like rubbing off on you. Don't don't let that happen to you, Mike. Because look, I know that you're afraid, but here's the thing, dude. Is is you're afraid, but you can still do these things in spite of your fear. You know? Like, yes, these are obstacles that you have to overcome, but I I, I still think you can do these things in spite of them. So you know, I don't. I I just I don't care what y- you know your dad or your neighbor or your classmate thinks about you going to Seattle. You want to go? I could. I can tell. I know. I've barely been letting you speak this entire time, but I. I just. I can tell that you want to go, Mike. Yeah, because now I'm, I'm. I'm at the point where I mean, like, I don't. I, I don't even see myself having anything to lose. You know. I mean. I might as well try rather than not, and then being regretful and thinking about it for the rest of my small, you know, like, rest of my existence on this rock, <laughs> working a restaurant job or a dead-end factory. Because <laughs> that's all that's here is restaurant factory. <laughs> Mike, you should be, Mike, Mike, I, I'm not a real therapist, uh, but uh, you, gotta, you should be nicer to yourself, man. You should be nicer to yourself. You should give yourself more credit. Because I, all the people around you, it sounds like, are are are, are thinking small, but within you, you want to think big, and I think I think you should listen to listen to that voice that's thinking big for your life, and 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 I guess I fuck I can just I can tell, um, like you just you have a thought and then you attack it with like negativity or whatever whatever it is, but but. But I don't know. I'm not a real therapist, and I, I I don't I don't want to pretend to be. But um, all all I will tell you, Mike, before we go, is um, from talking to you. Uh, again, I see within. Uh, I, I, I can I can hear it in your voice. You desire to do things, um, in spite of the obstacles to doing them that you've described to me as well. Um, so that that is within you, and I believe you can overcome those obstacles. Thank you, Gary. That means a lot. It's it's been a pleasure and a great birthday. Uh, Have a good night, chat. Thank you. 
I'll be lurking for the foreseeable future. <laughs> Hello, Devin? Yeah, I'm here. Is this Gek? This is Gek. This is me. Oh, shit. Hey, man, it's an honor and privilege, honestly. It's a fucking honor and privilege uh, that anyone calls into this thing, so thanks for being on the phone with me. Devin, what's, uh, what's going on? Is there anything you wanted to talk about? I am a real estate photographer. Okay. So anytime a person is getting ready to uh, sell, um, an, an agent reaches out to me to do the marketing. And um, I'm a pretty busy boy. I probably average four to five homes a, a day. So you got to think that's five different households, five different lives. I'm just kind of walking into and like kind of getting a uh, behind the scenes look really quickly. I mean, you can you can only decipher so much in an an hour or two hour appointment, Mm -hmm. but um, people are very, they're a lot more alike than they, they want to believe Mm. in a lot of ways. Okay. All right. You're a real estate photographer. You're constantly uh, meeting a lot of people doing this gig and and not only meeting them, but meeting where they live meeting. um, Yeah. I get to go into their dwelling. I mean, how crazy is that? It's like, Hey, yeah. Here's my master bedroom. This is where I, all my possessions are. Yeah, and not only yeah, that, a, so like layer. A, a big, a big part of my job is to kind of coach them to get their home looking the best it can. And, you know, we all live in our homes, so it is kind of impossible to like make it photo ready at all times. So like, not only do I have to go into their home, I have to like touch all of their things, mm. which is, you know, and especially COVID times, that's a little, it's a little sensitive now. Well, real quick, I don't want to lose uh-huh. this because I want to, I want to hear what you mean by this. You said people are more like than they are, but people are more alike than Different. they think. What, what, what led you to that conclusion? Just like, man, it's, it's hard to put it into a word, but when people like present themselves, they, they all do it in a very similar manner. Basically, there's, personality type A's, type B's, type C's, etc. And um, the the people who have like the picture perfect home and everything's immaculate, they all kind of like carry each other, carry themselves the same exact way. They use like very similar verbiage. They have very similar decor sometimes and items. And um, it's just, you know, like I said, when you're like going into these communities and you're like going into people's homes, you you get to line up all the similarities very quickly, and um, yeah, it's just it's just a kind of a mind fuck, really. Like we're a lot more similar than different, mm-hmm. um, and we're all I think we're all just trying to do the very very best we can, you know. And um, a lot of a lot of what I found is these families with um, large families, like you know, I've I've walked into homes with like children of ten. Um, honestly, like the more people there are in a home, the merrier it is, which is biz- not bizarre, but it's like, you would think with so many different personalities, there'd be a lot more tensions or dramas. And it's kind of the opposite. It's like the more people involved, the more helping hands there can be to achieve or tackle a problem. Mm. So it's like, if you have any goals to have big families, I can tell you there's a, a, a very specific energy around that 
and to a go family for a, of ten. Although the that sounds uh, it sounds family. exhausting. Brady Bunch, right? They they tell me that it gets a lot easier after a child like six because they're all kind of starting to help a lot and they're all they're older and um, yeah. it's like it just takes a village, you know. If I were like the if I were like one of the first three, I'd be pretty offended uh, if my parents had five more. Because at, the, cause at that point, it's like you're not having ten kids unless if something about the first few, you were just like, eh, we we need a do over here, right? Yeah, you're kind of like the beta test. Yeah, you're kind of like a beta test, and then there was something wrong with you where they were like, you know what? All right, we fucked up these kids, but let's try again. Let's have five more. <laughs> God, do you do you have any kids, Mister Geck? Are you do a I have parent? Any kids? Oh God, I would be such a terrible. Pa- I don't think I'll. I don't think I'll always be a terrible parent. But I think if uh-huh. I had a kid, if I had a kid right now, like if a kid popped out of my dick hole immediately. Um. Yeah, I uh, would. It would. He would not be having a good life right now. Yeah, I'm a parent of two kids. Your parents of two kids. Do you like them? I just smoked a little. So. <laughs> well. Oh well, you can't call it. Yeah, of without, I love my kids. You know, getting, I love. I love. Blasted first, but you, you, exactly. you, you like them exactly. both. Do they like each other? You know, they're six and three. They're so different. I mean, I love them both the same. Um, there is a big difference between boys and girls, in my opinion. Boys are a lot more, um, they're a lot more physical learners. So they need to touch everything, pull everything apart, jump off the couch to learn about gravity, mm-hmm. you know, get to bunk on the head, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. When, uh, girls are a little more in tune with like, uh, like they're smarter in a sense. Like they actually get get reality as it comes in and and can decipher it just through observation. I would say. Mm. Um, and they don't um, have to touch so the paint in, in on some, the wall to know if it's dry. Yeah, no, they like. Oh, obviously, paint is wet. You just put it up; it's still wet. Let's not touch that. You know. So, um, but there's with boys, it's a little harder in the beginning, just because you know they break everything and um that's just part of it and people don't really tell you this as uh someone who doesn't have kids they just say oh have kids it's great they don't let you know like hey you're gonna like literally question everything in life by by having kids and watch them just destroy everything around you that you built and that you loved um and it's just part of the the process of being a good parent like having the biggest thing i've probably gained through being a parent is patience like I'm kind of like the Zen master at this moment, really? just because you have to be. You have to be. They test you, man. They're it's hard. Being a parent is not easy, and especially if you're trying to set them up to be a better version of you. Because I think that's all we kind of really want is to do a little bit better than our parents did. Not mm. a ton, just a little bit. Mm. You know, it's like, hey, I, if I I never got a car growing up as a, a teenager, so I want to be able to leave them a car. Just because I know, like, it, it can be an enabling force to make him more successful. Like, 
speed up the timeline for them. That's the, like when I can't step in and spoil them with like finances, it's only to like speed up the timeline. It's not to actually spoil them. It's to be like, hey, you don't need to have this much of a struggle. So here you go. You know? Yeah, that's, that's so, like, nice of you to try to provide them with the things that you didn't have when you were growing up. Yeah. It does feel good. It really does. So you said that you've I, I, gained I, a lot of patience. I feel like this patience, it comes from like a, a patience by fire sort of <laughs> sort of way. Like it's like you got to develop patience or else you will uh, you will lose. No, you're, that's absolutely it. Yeah, you have to. Um. What about what about your uh do you have a a partner of some kind are they involved in this or are you raising the kids yourself i do have a lovely wife no i feel like you know and it's so weird i'm 35 years old i'm looking at these younger kids who you know and i get the whole like tinder apps and the internet of things and having that immediacy yeah but they're not learning they're not learning how to like build anything long term or like actually deal with shit because when you can just say peace out and go to the next person until you need to say peace out again you're not really facing that challenge and like overcoming it and growing you're mm -hmm. just you're to me you're just damaging yourself or you're just you know hindering your own growth as a person really but no, do you, do you I, think I'm, that I'm do you think that having multiple partners instead of just sticking to one person is actively damaging <clears throat> It really depends. I mean, I was raised in a fairly conservative household. I've never really been a fan of authority. My father was uh, law enforcement, so that I did not like that <laughs> growing up. Very fucking strict, insanely strict. And uh, um, are you are you significantly less strict? You know, I don't know yet because mm. the kind of strictness I'm talking about. You don't really have to deal with those things until like later in life. Um, you know, they're six and three. There's not much they can do other than destroy my stuff just by not understanding. Have they been um, destroying your stuff just it, by not understanding? Oh, dude, thousands, my son's destroyed thousands of. I, my gear is not cheap. Oh you know, god, to, what's um, he doing? What's he, is he fucking with the cameras and all that? Cameras, monitors. Uh, oh, like external in hard drive, butt and mouth and stuff. No, no. Okay, so he like literally shoved my iMac and my like three thousand dollar twenty terabyte hard drive just off the desk. Just wanted it off, so it's off. Thank God for insurance. So this is why I'm not. This but, is why um, I can't have a kid. You just have to like baby proof. Baby proof more than you, because I thought it was baby proofed. No, he showed me he, he got into the office. Mm. And that's the thing. It really depends on your kid. If they're really like, if they're really, not to say he's like really intelligent, but he just figures shit out that I would never think he could figure out. Mm. You know, this was an interesting sort of look into, you know, it's you know what I like about doing this is that we have all kinds of people call in. Like, you know, I talked to a guy uh, yesterday, no, not yesterday, on Monday, who is your age, and he was like, 
you know, I'm gonna, I don't, I don't have a, a, a wife or kids or a job or anything like that. I'm just gonna peace out and become a nomad. You know, I have, I have people who are, you know, trying to live that sort of traditional life. Right. Uh, you know, there's people who are yeah. living all sorts of lives and have all sorts of desires uh, of, of all sorts of ages. And it's very cool yeah. to hear. It's it, it just always instills into me that there is no one correct way to do it. You know, everyone's wired differently. Everyone has Absolutely. different paths to their own happiness. And right. it's very cool to see, like... Like, I think, you know, would, would you say that if, if you didn't have your wife and your children and your job and you were just sort of wandering around uh, visiting new places all by yourself, you know, maybe you would be Dude, if I was, that. okay, if I was, no, because I could totally see, you know, like, I've always gravitated towards the arts. So I could pick up a guitar and draw a crowd or a piano or whatever I need to do. Um, and this whole experience with like generating revenue from my creativity with the photography, I could see like, man, if I was single, I could just like live out of a van. Yeah. Cause all I, my, I mean, my gear is, it is expensive, but it's like the, the, the footprint of it's very small. So I only need like a Pelican case for, worth of gear and a laptop and I'm able to generate six figures wherever I want. So, That's you know, dope. having that kind of, freedom yeah it's, dude i'm i'm incredibly incredibly fortunate kids, to be in the position but man. but the but the con is that your your son won't be there to take your guitar and and throw it off a cliff <laughs> mash it yeah yeah no i mean and that's you know that's and that's the whole thing it's like if that were to happen sure it mm -hmm. sucks but dude it makes a good story so you have to think on the flip side you know like think like about that. the badass story or yeah you got to be like hey we're at the grand canyon and you know, I just got done with the job and took the kids out and took the guitar and Liam grabbed it and started playing it and then immediately threw it off the freaking down the cliff. It makes a badass story, kind of. Well, Devin, also, uh, I appreciate you uh, sharing your perspective with us. It's definitely, as I said, it's very interesting to get all these different callers, different uh, perspectives on things and hear from everyone at different states in their journey to whatever it is that they're looking for if it's you know uh, uh just general calmness or stability or adventure or or whatever it is it's uh it's very interesting to hear your take on all this man is um is there anything else you want to say to the to the people before we go yeah just do you like 100 percent if you want to be a doctor do that grind at the college and get that awesome piece of paper and um, grind. Also, medical industry is gay. But um, if you want to do that, do that. Um, but do you say the medical industry is gay? Dude, we need you know med we need medical reform in this country. Crazy. That's another thing. Going to all these people's homes, I can't tell you how many people have fucking pills upon pills upon pills upon. It breaks my freaking heart. Wait, did you, did you did you say did you say the medical industry was gay, or what did you say it was? Not, not, yeah, I mean, that's probably the wrong word. It's, it's, medical industry is, um, a scam. 
Oh, oh. For lack of okay. a better I didn't, I didn't understand what you were saying. It's not literally homosexual, no. I mean, oh, okay. That's why I thought. That's why I thought you know, I was confused. Yeah, I was. But um, no, just you know, go for go for the, shoot for the stars. Like if you if you want to be a creative mind, go to college, find people equally as passionate about you or as you, and actually just create with them. Someone will notice. Beautiful. That's all it takes. That's all this is about is like enriching each other's lives. And if you can tap into any facet of that, you're going to be lucrative. You're going to be successful. Well, Devin. No matter what. Gek bless you. Hope you uh, continue your climb into the Republican tax bracket. And uh, it's a pleasure talking to <laughs> you. Hey, Gek. Keep on keeping on, man. Thank you, man. Talk to you soon. You know what? I, I appreciate that. I, um... You know what? The medical industry... Uh, you know, he's right. It's, it's a little gay. At the end, he's, he's... He had a point. He had a point. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.